Hey guys, welcome back to Couch Takes, episode 8. Man, I tell you what, there is a lot to talk about this week. So sure. much stuff. Um, man, I tell you, I, I can't remember the last time we've had like a sports week with all this kind of stuff happening. So uh, we oh, just wanted to jump week. right in. Yeah, no, it really has. So we just wanted to jump right in. Um, we still, we're still going to start with our favorite thing of the week. So uh, Trey, do you want to start us off? Oh, of course. And you know, it, like exactly what you were saying, it's sports related. The NHL playoffs yeah. start tonight which would be the night before when this podcast comes out but dude i am excited okay this is like you know i started watching hockey a few years ago and you know normally especially being yeah. from the south and we're not really in a hockey market it's it's just different man i know that yeah. you're not big on it either but you really have to give it a shot i'm saying just you gotta yeah, experience no, I it. absolutely will I, I absolutely will i'll try it I would say wait until like an elimination game comes up for your first taste of it, just because obviously that's when the stakes are the highest and all that. So that'll be like, uh, like next week when those you know come up for the first time. But dude, yeah, the the Preds are in the playoffs. That's my team, of course. What seed are they? Uh, so I think they're the like the second or third seed in the West. Yeah, but and then. But the only thing I know about hockey is that the Preds were the number one seed a couple years ago, and then they lost in the first round of the Blackhawks. No, <laughs> not at all. That's not what happened. No, the Blackhawks. Oh wait, no, were no, no, no. It was the opposite. Seed, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was the opposite. Yeah. that's right. That's last right. year they were in the number one seed. They won the President's Cup last year, which is there best best go. record in the NHL, and they lost in the second round to the Jets, and that's like. But as, like, I mean, as far as I understand, usually that team never wins the. Um, the championship, right? Now, there's like cup. a well, because like the Capitals have won it like the three years previous to that, and then mm-hmm. last year they didn't win the President's Cup for the first time in a while, and they went on to win the ship. So, you gotcha. know, it's kind of like a the President's Cup curse or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, actually, that, it's the I've President's Trophy. Sure. Excuse me, but um, but yeah. So this year the Preds like they started off super hot. They were like the best team in the NHL, and then they just like just hit a wall, and then just fell off quickly. And then they made okay. some trades, and they've slowly been getting back into it. And then, like, right now, they're hitting their stride, going right into the playoffs. Literally, they won their division on game 82 of the regular season, the last game. Crap, dude. That's yeah. crazy. I didn't even realize they played 82 games. Oh, yeah. Like, they follow almost the exact same schedule as basketball. 82 regular season games. The uh, the postseason is exactly the same. So, they both like they both have super long seasons. They start in, like, mid-October, and, it like, the Stanley Cup finals end in June. So dang okay, but yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I'll definitely have to um, look into it because it sounds like a really fun sport to watch. I just I don't know. Being from the South, like you said, I'm big football. I love basketball, baseball, you know that kind of stuff, standard stuff. But um, yeah, I know. I definitely do need to give it a try. It's kind of crazy, you know, because like I started watching it and then I come up to Florence and then up here and you know for, for people that don't know, Florence is like 15 minutes away from Tennessee, and people in Tennessee go freaking nuts over the Predators. And it's, you know, just moving up here, just closer. There's so many people I see wearing Preds hats, even Preds jerseys and shirts and stuff. So, I mean, hockey markets can be really crazy if, yeah you know, if you're surrounded by it. But if you're not, oh, yeah. just most people aren't into it, and that's fine. So, let's see. I I'll, think the closest taste I've ever had of something like that is I have a good friend of mine who's from Nashville, and her family eats, sleeps, breathes Nashville Predators. Like, dude, I'd they like are meet obsessed. Them. Yeah, like the whole team, like or not the whole team, like the whole family is obsessed with that team. Man, I tell you, it's like, crazy. We need to go to a game eventually because once you get the atmosphere, oh, especially of the Predators, they go nuts. Uh, you, I'll I think yeah, I think you'd be it. hooked if you just went to one game. So yeah, let's do it absolutely. So anyway, um, um, I think I've brought my point on that one. What's uh, what's your favorite thing this week, dude? Okay, so um. It's kind of a it's kind of a short story, real quick. So this past weekend, I went on a um, like a guys kind of retreat camping kind of thing. You know, played paintball stuff like that with uh, some nice. some good uh, close guy friends of mine uh, from the church that I go to, and um, you know, we, we were just talking about um, the A B and Juju thing, which we will get to that. Uh, that's not my favorite thing of the week, but we will get <laughs> to that. And um, you know, that was the conversation that came up. And, you know, we just had, we said our pieces, you know, on it or whatever we think. And then kind of just the guy was uh, one of the good friends of mine. He goes, hey, um, do you know about Bougie? And I was like, "Um, what are you talking about, Bougie? And he goes, oh, you know, like Juju's dog, Bougie. And I was like, "Um, no. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. No idea. Dude, for those of you who do not know, (laughs) 
uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, receiver for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, has probably the cutest French bulldog I've ever seen. Let me look it up. Dude, yeah, you need to follow him on Instagram. I follow him on Instagram now. His name's Bougie with two E's. I don't know if Bougie's usually spelled (laughs) with two E's, but I know the dog is. Dude, it is the cutest dog I've ever seen. And now... I just I don't know how many people are listening to this or who's going to listen to this, but please, 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 if you are listening to this and you know of somebody who has you know French bulldog puppies or is like wanting to get rid of one or like sell one for you know not an outrageous price, please <laughs> DM the Couch Takes Instagram <laughs> or one of our Instagrams. You can do Trey too. You DM him. I want one don't so DM me, DM freaking bad. Yeah, no, I want one so bad, dude. Like that is the cutest dog I've ever seen. Like, like, that had to be my favorite thing of the week. Man, you've been talking about getting a dog for so long. When are you going to get one? I know. I want one so bad. But see, like, right now, I'll be honest, now's not the perfect time. And me and my roommate almost adopted one together, uh, like, two or three weeks ago. And it just didn't work out. Um, my roommate's in a fraternity. You know, I do band stuff, so I'm literally always gone. But um, I think this fall, maybe next spring would start being the time where I could get a dog. And, dude, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this and you know somebody who has puppies or something, please <laughs> desperate. DM us. Yes, no, I want one so bad. I want a French Bulldog. So, dude, oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, I would like a dog, too. I just really want any pet, but I'll explain my grievance here. My apartment complex is university-owned, so we basically fall under the same rooms as or the rules as the dorms, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can't have dogs. We can't have dude, cats. That sucks. Now, the only pet we can have is fish. So... That's pretty crappy. Yeah, it sucks because honestly, like, I'm at a point right now where I don't even need a dog because I'm so busy and it's like I couldn't give it the time that I would need to, you know? And I understand that as much as I'd want one. But I'll tell you what I I would want. And our mutual friend Trent has a bearded dragon. Oh, Oh, gosh, dude. dude. That is... mm -mm, No. What? Not in my house. You don't... I'm not going to have any lizards in my house. Have you ever met Trent's bearded dragon, Maximus? Yeah, well, I, I didn't know his name was Maximus, to be honest. But yeah, I have met it before. Well, I say I met it. I've seen it. It's not a person, that but I've seen it. That thing is a bomb. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just I'd saying. I'd much rather have a French bulldog. And I, I oh, yeah. <laughs> also, if you know of someone who like would be willing to give me one or like sell me one, be <laughs> coming up with like a name, too. Be coming up with a name for me. Uh, I need some names. Well, maybe Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. So, um, anyway, I think that's all for really what we're going to talk about, our favorite thing of the week. Um, So, first things that's up, I guess probably the most important thing that's happened is the national championship game on Monday. Definitely. I was going to go live, but then, like, dude, the game started so late, and I was like, no one's going to watch the Instagram live at midnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I was like, I'll just wait till the podcast to talk about it. But, my gosh, dude. You know, Kyle Guy, uh, Ty Jerome, dude, they were so good. It was a heck of a game, overtime. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, championship yeah, see, game. see, I watched real. it. Like, you know, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I didn't really care who wins, but I was like, I got to watch yeah, it no, because I know Andrew's going to want to talk about it. And, um, and you know, it's just an important thing. And if we're talking about sports, it's something you got to keep up with. So I watched the Auburn game in the Final Four, and I watched the National Championship game, and that might have been the only two games I watched in this tournament. I kept up with it, but those are the only two I watched. But, dude, i got to say, those were some fantastic games. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't watch uh, Michigan State and Duke. That shocks me because I know you, you like Duke. Even though you're not, like, a big basketball fan or college basketball, I know you like Duke, though. Yeah, I appreciate how Coach K handles things, and they've had a lot of oh, neat yeah. players come through there. I'm a huge fan of J.J. Reddick because, you know, he plays for the Sixers, and that's my basketball team, you know, whatever. But I mean, you can make the argument that Coach K is the uh, Nick Saban of college basketball. Oh, I would say that, absolutely. And You could definitely make that argument. Yeah, but I just mean, like, I just, I, I'm not invested enough. I just, I keep up, like I said, I keep up with the big games, but besides that, I don't know. Yes, I mean, like, we're the opposite. You're more of an NBA guy, and I love the NBA. I watch the NBA, too, but I i don't know. There's just something special about college sports. See, for me, it's the opposite. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just see it differently. Well, let me explain just a little bit shortly because I know we got a lot of things to get through. But when it comes to college football, I feel like you can see a lot more amazing things than you can see in college basketball. And let me, let me just uh, elaborate a little bit before you jump on me. Okay. I think by watching the NBA heavily, I'm a little spoiled because the NBA can be... It's not an individual sport, but an individual can carry a team. Does that make sense? So you oh, have, absolutely. So you have absolutely. you know, 15 people on a team, 
So, but you'll have five on five on a court, and you have like ten of the best basketball players in the world on one court, and they're all balling out. And it's like you see an open three, you're like, that's in. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen an open three in college, and it's just the worst brick I've ever seen. But see, and that's that, what I love about it. No, that annoys me to no end. I'm like, that's an open shot. You got to make that. Yeah, no, I know, but I think that's what I love about it's amateur like, sports is like sometimes it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. But here's my point. It's like even when you look at the top teams like Duke and Michigan State and Texas Tech and Virginia or whatever, you see all these teams in, in college basketball, and it's like they take the open three at bricks. You're supposed to be the top team, you know what I mean? But even if you look at the top teams in college football where I'm, you know, the NFL and college football for me are like neck and neck. I love both of them. In college football, it's like missing a deep ball. Most, like, nine times out of ten, if you have a wide-open receiver down the field, the quarterback makes that throw. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I know it's it's comparing oranges to apples, but that's just how I felt for a while. Yeah, and, I mean, I understand that. And, you know, kind of adding on to that, um, was it the 14 or um, 15 Duke team that won the national championship? 15, I, I think. I can't remember. Was it 15? Yeah, dude, they haven't been back to the Final Four since then, and they consistently get the number one recruit every single year. I mean, dude. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's like it's so unpredictable. But no, I know, but it's like so unpredictable because every I mean, it's so unpredictable because every single year they'll get the number one recruit. Now, now and then no, they can't no. make it back to the final four. I'm gonna tell you what's pathetic is Kentucky, but with with Calipari. Oh, yeah, that's yes, they get way no, more talent than any other team. They and do they, and they, they struggle. And, and it's like it's not that I want them to do bad. I'm just saying like they have more talent than anybody. They should be there if anyone, you know? Yeah, and I had them winning the national championship in my bracket this year, and I can't even tell you how disappointed I was that they lost. Yeah. I was like, dude, this team is good. Like, I don't understand how every single year they lose like that. It's every year, too, and it's so frustrating. Like you said, like, they get – the I would say they get the most recruits for sure. They're, they get the best recruits, I guess is a better way to say it. They get the best recruits every single year. And, you know, Duke will get the number one recruit. <laughs> dude. Kentucky will get two, three, and four. I don't you know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. So if I, it's like – I don't know. Dude, I, I just want to sidetrack for a second. I don't know if I ever told you this, okay? But okay. our uh, our assistant principal in high school is a huge Kentucky basketball fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows it. So one day, uh, it was 3 p.m., I'm walking out of school, and I'm wearing this Alabama football shirt. It was the shirt from the Sugar Bowl that Alabama lost to Oklahoma. Why did you wear that? I had the shirt. I'm not going to waste it. It was a gift. <laughs> I wouldn't have worn it. <laughs> Whatever. So I, I just, I was just walking around. I had that shirt on, and Coach Smith stops me and he says, "So why are you wearing the shirt if they lost?" He said, "Aren't you not supposed to do that?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't want to put up with this stuff today." So I just said, "I said, hey, Coach, Coach Smith, where's your, uh, where's your, where's your forty and O shirt, man?" Oh, <laughs> dude, I bet he got pissed when you said that. <laughs> he just walked off, and I was... No, that's pretty good, dude, for real. That ad was funny as crap. <laughs> dude, that I was good. I, he, didn't, uh, he didn't seem to like it, but that's, I think that's the only time I've ever talked to him. I don't really have anything against the man. I just thought it would be funny to yeah. say. No, that is pretty good. I, I'm sure he took it... Um, I'm sure he took it well. He I'm probably sure he just, heard like it from said, everyone. Just, Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't even tell you how much I heard about it from him. Like, the whole week leading up into the Final Four game when they played Wisconsin, you know? Yeah. Dude, I've never seen someone so confident he was going to win a natty, you know? Right. And then they lost to Wisconsin. I mean, it was a good game, heck of a game. Uh, it was di- disappointing to see because, I, I mean, I was kind of rooting for Kentucky. Just, you know, that was another year that they kind of let us down, I guess, really. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's okay. And talking about, you know, shirts where uh, we lost and you wear them, I love the uh, – every single year, you know, they have the college football playoff Nike hoodies, you know, like not the um, national championship ones, but like the semifinal ones that all the teams get. Right. Yeah, so I have the one from 16, and, dude, honestly, that's probably the coolest hoodie I've ever owned. And it dry like every time I look at it, it makes me sick to my stomach because that's like the best hoodie I've ever gotten, but that's the one we lost, you know? Right, right. So it's so frustrating, but it is a super cool hoodie, so – I guess I really can't get on you too much because I still wear it sometimes. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we can come to an agreement on that. But hey, man, to change it up a little bit, the Masters of this weekend, who are you thinking about? Ooh, man, I tell you what. Well, I can tell you who I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard I'm, it all week from you, man. I'm thinking about Tiger Woods, dude. Oh, my gosh. I've never – I say this never because it's, uh, it's every single year. But I want him to win so bad, dude. Like, it's unreal. I've never – really rooted for an athlete 
like a singular athlete like I have Tiger Woods. Like, yeah, I love Aaron Rodgers. I love Brett Favre. I like LeBron James, you know, but I have never pulled so hard for a singular athlete like I have Tiger Woods. Why is that? I just love him. Like, he, to me, because I, I find golf very interesting. You know, I understand, like, some people are like, dude, golf's so boring. I can't sit there and watch it. To me, it's a sport I legitimately like to sit down and watch. Like, I enjoy it. Oh, I like, like it. It's like so difficult. Like, I don't know how he can be good at it, honestly. I really don't. A lazy that's just, if I could pick any sport, a, it'd be that one. Yeah, it's a good thing to watch. I mean, just to kind of chill out and relax and watch something. And it's like, have you ever been to... Well, I went to a celebrity pro-am last year and had like Nick Saban and uh, yeah, Derek yeah. Mason and all the big college football coaches yeah, they, from the they SEC. Yeah, they do that one every year. Yeah, right? yeah, and I went to it in Birmingham, and dude, it's a great time. So if, if you ever get a chance to go to that or just a normal golf tournament, I would recommend yeah. it. It's a fun time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I recommend that to anybody. And then, you know, that's on my bucket list, dude. I want to go to the Masters so bad. Well, but it's crazy expensive. And it's like one of those things where like a lot of the times if you're not rich, you're not going – and it's kind of like a... Um, That's any major like sporting you, event. Well, well, yeah, but like... But yeah, you can get tickets to the national championship game. But like this one, not only is it expensive, but you also, a lot of the times, you got to know somebody. You know? I mean, I have no idea. I've never tried to purchase tickets to the Masters. Yeah, no, it's it's a little bit different. See, like in the national championship game, you can just buy tickets. Like, yeah, no, they're crazy expensive. And I'm not saying you can just buy the tickets, but you can. If you've got the money and you're willing to spend it, you can buy them. And you can do that for the Masters, but it's a, it's just different. Like, it's one of those things where, like, if you don't know somebody, it's, like, so outrageously expensive that you're not going to get it. I got you. You know what I mean? I got you. It's crazy. Like, the, the national championship tickets, like, yeah, you know, $700. Not that that's not a lot, but, like, if you're really invested, I guess you could do it. Man, Masters tickets are different. I'll tell you who I root for every year, and I have no reason to, but I just do. Phil Mickelson, every year, that's who I root for. Yeah, a lot of people really like Phil. Yeah. I don't know. And I like Phil, too. I have nothing against Phil, but, I mean, I don't think he's going to win, though. Oh, I don't think he is either, but it's just someone to root for, I guess. I mean, yeah. obviously, oh, yeah. I'm going to so, pull for Tiger. I'm all for comeback stories. Dude, I know. Gosh, can you imagine the 30 for 30 that would come out of that? Yeah, it would be. Like, I love 30 for 30. That would probably be one of the best ones ever. I think I actually had this conversation with you the other day. And yeah. And we were talking about, like, potential 30 for 30s. And I was like, okay. Or you said, okay, Tiger wins this one. Incredible 30 for 30 right there. Right. If they make one. And then I was like, yeah. And I think the only one that would be better than that, and that's only because I'm biased, is if Nick, if they make one on Nick Saban's Bama Dynasty. Uh, that yeah, would be incredible coming too. From a, Which, coming from a biased point I mean, of view, I mean, it's pretty incredible what he's done. He won five championships in nine years. I mean, even if you're just stepping back and looking at it from an unbiased view, that's a, that's crazy, you know? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of nervous that they won't make one. Like, I'm genuinely scared <laughs> that they're not going to make one. And, like, because it, it's like my dream to watch These that. These are the Same things that keep you up at thing. night, man. It does. Like, when I think about 30 for 30, I'm like, dude, what if they never make one on Nick Saban? <laughs> That would be blasphemy. They make they make thirty for thirties about everything. I don't think, I don't think. That I know this sometimes one's in it takes years. Sometimes it takes years. Yeah. Okay. Patience. Wait, real quick. Wh- wh- real quick. Which one's your favorite? Thirty for thirty. Yeah. Uh I, don't, I mean, I I really like the one on Bo Jackson. Okay, well, uh, Bo over the top. I think that's what it's called. I think it's called uh, "You Don't Know Bo." Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. The play is called "Bo Over the Top." For some right. reason, I thought the. Um, the movie was called that too. You know, I, okay, I just, I, hey, let me let me speak about that for a second. I don't know if it was on the thirty for thirty or not, but I was watching one thing. Like, you know how his football career ended? Do you know anything about it? I mean, I know it was, he got hurt. Right. So they were playing the Bengals. He played for the Raiders, and they were playing the Bengals in uh, like the like nineteen ninety nineteen ninety one, and he was running and he ran for the first down and they got him around the around his legs and he's you know he's Bo he's huge he's gonna keep trying to pump his legs keep going right. Yeah, massive guy. They said if he were a normal person, he probably just would have been tackled, got up, been fine, continued like normal. But apparently what had happened was, or what what people think happened, is the guy got him around the legs and Bo was dragging him with this guy on his leg, right? And apparently like people think that he pulled forward so hard with his leg to try to keep going that it just destroyed his hip. Jeez. That's, oh man, that's rough. Yeah, so like just, he played for like four years, never played again. I mean, what year was that? 
really early 90s. I mean, that was, I would say that was before we were born. Way before we were born. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, that's what I thought, too. I was like, there's, yeah, no, there's no way I was alive when that happened. But that's pretty no. crazy, though. Okay, so we've kind of gone off a little bit. So jumping back to the Masters, who did you say you, you're just rooting for Tiger, or do you think he's going to win, or what? I mean, if we're being honest, it's probably going to be one of the favorites, being Patrick Reed or Jordan Spieth or whoever. But Oh, gosh, I hope it's not Patrick Reed. You don't like Fat Pat? <laughs> no, I do not like Patrick Reed. No, why? What did he do I've to you? Ne- I, you know that's kind of weird. I feel like I should have heard that, but I've never heard anybody call him that. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, I've never heard anybody call him Fat Pat. But that's pretty funny, though. No, you got to tell me no, what dude. you got to tell me your grievances with Patrick Reed. Well, I don't want to dive too far into it because it is kind of like one of those things where, like, I've never heard him talk about this, but from what I understand, this guy is. A grade A, um, I'm trying to think of a, a word I can say. on. Yeah, yeah, he's a tool. That's a good word to use. Okay. Apparently, and I don't want to spread rumors, but apparently there's a lot of things that has happened in his family that, um, man, I, can't, I couldn't imagine doing some of the things that I've read that he's done. Okay, see, so, like, like I said, I, yeah. don't, I don't keep up with golf like you, and I know you're probably not even the golf aficionado, but... Um, no, I just, wouldn't say I'm like bad. I said. I just, I just like enjoy it. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I just like underdogs, like I was saying, and, and to see him come out of nowhere last year and win the thing was pretty cool. So you got to look into it, dude. Yeah, I will. You I wouldn't will. say that if you read it. <laughs> All right, noted. But um, no. So for me, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, well, I don't know if I would say the favorite's gonna win, but yeah, I guess at the same time, I do kind of think that. I think what right now, um, Rory's the favorite, right? Rory McIlroy. You tell I me, think he's man. the favorite. No, I'm pretty sure Rory's the favorite, and then Dustin Johnson's right behind him. I think Tiger is at like 25 to one odds. Which, they, they said he's been climbing and climbing those odds. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I mean, to be honest, if Tiger wins, everyone's going to be blown away. Absolutely. Like, for real. I don't think anybody. I think everyone wants him to win, and they'd love for him to win, but no one actually thinks he's going to win. I mean, but I see, think, dude. I think for real, like. That's I'm fair. being serious when I say this. Like I will probably, I, I'd probably start crying for real. <laughs> I really would. Like, I mean, tears would come out of my eyes if Tiger won. You remember how nuts when he won that tournament in like August, September, whenever yes, it was. God, that was amazing. That was amazing. The crowd following him was unreal. If you haven't seen I mean, that, you could just see. You, see, you could just see it. For for those that didn't see this, all you see is you see Tiger Woods walking to the final hole. The, the crowd behind him that's following him is so large, you can't even see the golf course. It's just It's people. incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, and then if you just watch it, it's like, dude, if you just look at his face when he knows he's won, gosh, like, dude, it brings, like, so many emotions. Because, like, dude, this guy has fallen deep into the valley, and this guy is trying to climb his way back up. Right, right. And it's not, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him now. He did it to himself. Oh, Definitely. Well, he didn't do the injuries, the health problems. That's not his fault, and no, I feel like image, I, I don't wish that, that on any himself, athlete. Yeah. yeah, the image is really where he screwed up. You know, I don't want to dive too far into that, but gosh, dude, I, I, that what a comeback story if he were to win this, or even not even just this, a major. Obviously, this is the one you want him to win, but if he were to win a major, dude, that would be incredible, right? So and, you know some other notable names, you know Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Uh, you'd love to see that. Um, Ricky Fowler. Uh, they all seem like really genuinely good guys, uh, great golfers, obviously. But um, I do think Rory's got a good chance. I think Tiger has a good chance, but I don't think he'll win, even though I'd love it. And then um, I would really like to see Justin Thomas also. All right, so there's a topic that I know that you have been eager to talk about, and I have purposely kept myself in the dark because I wanted to hear. Andrew's okay. Green Bay Packer cheesehead opinion on it. So, Aaron Bur- Aaron Rodgers versus Mike McCarthy. Andrew, educate me. Okay, so, you know, this is a really hard topic for me because ever <laughs> since... I, well, no, like, I'm being, like, dead serious. I'm being dead serious. Ever since I could, like, I was old enough to watch football, I've been Green Bay Packers. And I'm not saying... And so, like, I'm trying really hard not to be, like, biased about this because that's important to me that when you listen to this show... Whether we have a million listeners or five listeners, it's important to me that I'm not biased and that I try and give you the facts and not my, you know, just out there opinion. Hey, you know, whatever. Green Bay Packers are amazing. You know what I mean? Right. 
Like that's that's so important to me. And so I'm trying to be unbiased about this, but there are a lot of things about this where I'm like, you know, I kind of side with Aaron. And there are a lot of things about this where I'm like, you know, maybe Mike McCarthy, maybe he treated Mike McCarthy wrong, or maybe Mike McCarthy got um, unfairly treated by other people, I guess is a good way to say it, which well, that's not me. a big part of it. So for those of you who don't know, um, I mean, I guess you've kind of been sitting in the dark if you don't know. Uh, a Bleacher Report um, article was posted, what I want to say, um, what is today? Okay, so it was about six days ago. So it was uh, this past week uh, by Tyler Dune. I want to say that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Tyler Dune, um, probably the biggest uh, article he's ever written. You know, I didn't even know about him until this came out. So this is probably right. his, gosh, no telling how much it's helped his career by how much this has blown up. But I guess if I can give you like the gist of it. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, and I, I really don't feel like I'm being biased when I say this. He is probably the most talented quarterback I've ever seen play in my entire life. And I, I genuinely believe that. And I don't think I'm being biased when I say this now. And I'm not trying to say that and like put down Tom Brady because Tom Brady's incredible. Listen, that's fair. Absolutely I'm not, I'm not trying to argue about that. That's not what the conversation's about. But what did Aaron Rodgers do? Well, see, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to get to. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers is incredible. And I think that kind of got to his head. You know, when you tell a guy, hey, you're a walking Hall of Famer, he starts thinking, dude, I can do whatever I want to do. You know what I mean? Right. And so what happened was Aaron Rodgers, um, he didn't necessarily, I guess, do something specific. It was just kind of the relationship between him and McCarthy that, from what I understand, has been doomed from day one. So I was reading it, and apparently, um, and all this is like apparently, like I have no idea how factual any of this is because, you know, it's a he said, she said kind of thing. Exactly. And so, um, apparently, according to this article, it's super long. If you want to read it, it's really interesting. You know, it made me sad reading it being a Packers fan. But so, their their relationship's been doomed from the beginning. McCarthy, um, when Aaron Rodgers got drafted, McCarthy was not the head coach of Green Bay. So, he was actually, I want to say, the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach in San Francisco. And uh, at the time, uh, this was, what, 2004, I want to say? And, um, no, excuse me, uh, this is 2006, excuse yeah. me, 2006. And so the two top two quarterbacks, everyone was talking about Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith. And so Aaron Rodgers is from California. He wanted to go number one to, you know, San Francisco. He wanted to play for the 49ers, but from what yeah, I understand. Yeah, he was a Joe Montana fan. Yeah, yeah. So from what I understand, from what I've read, the reason that didn't happen was because of Mike McCarthy. Apparently, Mike McCarthy said, I do not want Aaron Rodgers. I want Alex Smith because Alex Smith is a better quarterback, even though all these people had Aaron Rodgers going first. All these mock drafts had Aaron Rodgers going before Alex Smith. And obviously, it was like another one of those probably years where it was like, hey, do you want Jared Goff or do you want Carson Wentz? You know what I mean? Well, apparently, like, a lot was, of other people like, thought that way, too. There's a reason he fell to 24. Yeah, so, I mean, they were wrong. So, anyway... <laughs> Anyway, so Aaron Rodgers, from day one, he has had something against Mike McCarthy because apparently he knew about it. Apparently Mike McCarthy actually said, quote, Alex Smith is, is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Apparently he really said that, and that's the reason why San Francisco didn't take him at number one. And so well, hold on, hold on. Green Bay hold on. Did obviously he say that? picked him up. Did McCarthy say that before or after Alex Smith was drafted? Before. That's the reason why Aaron Rodgers. That's the yeah. reason why they picked Alex Smith because that's who McCarthy wanted. That's well, who he thing. convinced the staff. I was going to say I don't think McCarthy would be at fault there if that were after they drafted him because you can't put down your guy that you drafted. Oh, you know absolutely, I mean? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. No, but from what I from what I've read, but to pick on a recruit like you know, that, or not a recruit, a draftee, I I can see why. Well, people see, I don't are think upset. he said it to his face. I understand I don't think he that, said but, it but still, face. just saying it, just if you know if. I don't know, say John Gruden came out and said, ah, Montez Sweat is terrible. Like, would that, I mean, that would anger a lot of people, yeah. not just Montez Sweat. So I understand. Yeah. So eventually, you know, as we've seen, you know, time is told, McCarthy becomes the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and um, Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers knows what Mike McCarthy said. Okay. So obviously, he's upset about it. Um, and I'm sure that caused problems from day one. And um, and this is all, and I haven't even gotten to Aaron Rodgers' um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't say clap back, but his response about all this article. So all this is, you know, just according to the article, apparently they had problems. Um, you know, it talks about, you know, no telling how many Super Bowl rings Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy would have won if they could have just gotten their crap together. But see, there, there there's some pretty damning reports about both of them in here. So apparently there's some stuff about, you know, Mike McCarthy wouldn't even show up to team meetings sometimes and he would have a massage. I did hear that. Like, yeah, apparently he would just be in his office getting a massage, and the players found out about it, and they were like, what is going on? See, and Aaron I heard Rogers, that, I heard that was a load of crap. You heard that's not true? Yeah, I thought I heard a was – I think it might have been James Jones. Remember the Packers receiver? Yeah, yeah, James Jones, JJ. I think, yeah, I think he was the one that said that was just a garbage report. But well, see, Greg Jennings, the guy who's always against Aaron Rodgers, he said that was true. Hmm. That's what he said. Greg Jennings said that on Colin Cowherd's show. He's like, yeah, no, that is that was something, you know, we've heard about, something we've talked about, stuff like that. And so, and one thing that really bothers me about this article, most besides two guys, all of these people are anonymous. Dude, if you're going to have something to say about this guy, you, you mean, might as well show him who you are. Be a man about it. Like how are you? I mean, the only two people who wouldn't or who would give out their names is Greg Jennings, who has been consistently out there about Aaron Rodgers, and he hasn't been like you know hella critical about him. He hasn't been like, oh my gosh, I hate Aaron Rodgers. Right. Kind of like Jermichael Finley has kind of been like that, and Jermichael Finley's the other guy who they have quotes from that um, in the article whose actually his name is listed. Just about everybody else is anonymous. They didn't want their name out there. Yeah, that And so I think that's a load of crap if you're going to say something about somebody. Like, whether you're talking about Aaron Rodgers or Mike McCarthy. Well, you to me, that falls, more, that falls more on journalism, if you ask me. And I, I don't mean, like, I could, I could see it from the person, like, I don't want to get my name out there because I don't want to be involved in this, but I will comment on it. But at the same time, it's like you, I feel like you need to have more name sources for it to be considered more reliable journalism. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, well, see, I really, I mean, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, I really feel like he knew he knew what he's doing, and I'm sure he asked the people if he could put their name. Oh, absolutely. You have to. There's no way that, yeah, there's no way he didn't ask that, and I'm sure they just said no. But see, anyway, going back to it, you know, Jermichael Finley, Packers tight end, um, I think he let he was let go, or uh, he's, he was no longer on the team after the 2013 season, and so... You know, they won a Super Bowl together, Aaron Rodgers, Jermichael Finley, Greg Jennings. They won a Super Bowl together. And, you know, now they're coming out against them, and they're talking about how um, Aaron Rod- they're saying Aaron Rodgers is sensitive, Mike McCarthy, um, bad person. Pretty much is kind of what they've been saying. And, um, you know, they said – there's a quote, and I don't know who this quote was from because uh, it was an anonymous quote. It says, ex-Packers scout says, um, Aaron Rodgers – not as smart as he thinks it is, but Mike McCarthy quit on his team. That's what he said about both of them. He said Aaron Rodgers is not as smart as he thinks he is, and he's arrogant, but Mike McCarthy quit on that team. That seems like a fair assessment for both sides. Yeah, I agree with that. And See, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to be unbiased. I completely agree with – right. oh, I can't say I agree with it because I don't know, but I would say that's probably fair. All right, so let's talk about the other side. What did Aaron Rodgers have to say? Because I did – like, you know, I slipped upon a few of these things where Aaron Rodgers was just kind of like – Brushing this off is nonsense. Oh, he's been brushing it off for years because Greg, especially Greg Jennings, dude, he has been on, Greg Jennings has been on him forever. I've never understood that. But I'll tell you what made me really sad um, reading this article. One, I think it was, it was Jermichael Finley, I think that said it. It might have been Greg Jennings. It was one of the two. And do you remember when the 2011 team that went 15-1? and one, uh, Do you remember that team? Yeah. Dude, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Jermichael Finley, um, Greg Jennings, dude, one of the greatest receiving cores ever. Aaron Rodgers, ah. my God, this team was so good, dude. I don't know about okay, ever, this team but was so it was a good receiving core. Good. Okay, no, dude, this team was incredible. They went fifteen and one in the regular season. Yeah, and um, so anyway, there was a Sports Illustrated cover of them calling them. I want to say it was the perfect Packers was the quote, and he said this will. He said there's no way all of those guys would ever be in the same room again together. That's incredible to think. He said, he said the egos took down the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Dude, and like, that makes me so sad to read. Like, I'm not even trying to be a tool here myself, but it's like, genuinely, that you hate to see that, you know? No, like, yeah, honestly. Like, it, I mean, they literally all let it get to them. And th- I feel like they're all blaming it on Aaron Rodgers for the most part, even though they have said well, like, that look, Mike Aaron, McCarthy really gave up. Aaron has beef with his own brother. 
You know? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true, and that's fair to say because Aaron Rodgers doesn't even really talk to his family, according to reports. I mean, look, but, you know, but wouldn't you be pissed at your coach if your coach was, you know, not coming to practice or kind of being, oh, you know, a douche absolutely. To you? I just think it falls on Aaron a little bit to hold a past grudge about a coach that, you know, didn't draft him. Yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I agree. I think that's wrong. He shouldn't have been like that. He needs to grow up. Right, but if I would true, look, he if needs the coach was up. quitting on his team, then I understand that that's different. Yeah, no, so anyway, um, you were talking about um, his response or whatever. You know, he does talk about, he pretty much says, like I've been saying this whole time, most, most mostly only been two people. It's been Greg Jennings or Michael Finley going off on him, talking about he's a bad leader. And this was what... Um, this is what Aaron Rodgers, this is his quote, um, I guess, responding to Jermichael. He goes, um, quote, initial thought is, at what point did J. Mike think I was a bad leader? It couldn't have been every Saturday night when I was up in his room before the games going over the plays and talking about checks I was going to make and plays where he was going to be the number one read. It couldn't have been when I was at the hospital the night that he broke his neck and spent hours with him. It couldn't have been when I followed up to see how he was doing. So when did this happen that he was like, oh, he's not a natural-born leader? I mean, dude, if that's true that he did those things, I don't understand why Jermichael Finley would say that. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I'm not... Oh, and then Aaron... And then, uh, let me finish, though, real quick. Jermichael Finley comes back and says, after Aaron Rodgers, uh, after this came out, Jermichael Finley tweets, I'm also grateful to have had the opportunity to catch balls on Sundays from the greatest quarterback, number 12, alongside the best teammates. So it's almost like now that Aaron Rodgers... Because, you know, for the longest time, they've been saying these things, and then Aaron Rodgers was like, you know, just blow it off, dude. Like, I don't care. But now it's been, like, so bad and so much in the public eye. Now that he responds to them for the first time in, like... I don't know. It's been, like, six years they've been saying these things. Now Jermichael Finley's like, oh, wait, you know what? He's the best. I, I enjoyed spending time with him. You know, this is one of those things that's just kind of... It's like... it's. It's sad and fun to talk about at the same time, but it's like this is only relevant in hindsight because none of this is going to affect anyone moving forward. Yeah, well, I'm really hoping maybe this will fire the team up, honestly. Yeah, I bet you. I really do. <laughs> I bet you're hoping so. Well, and then see, also, um, and I really do like um, the new GM. I think he's done a good job. So, But apparently, um, so uh, Mark Murphy, okay, Mark Murphy is the Packers president CEO. For those of you who don't know, the Packers don't have an owner because it's a locally owned team, the only team in professional sports that's owned by the citizens of that city. And um, so they have like a CEO instead of an owner. And um, he called Aaron Rodgers and he said, um, hey, we're hiring Matt LaFleur. And according to reports, his quote was, don't be the problem. Aaron Rodgers didn't respond. (laughs) And then he said it again, don't be the problem. So, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is not innocent. And I'm not sitting here trying to fight Look, for his innocence because I don't think he is. I'm sure he has done a lot of these things that it's talking about. When anyone of Aaron Rodgers' magnitude, no one is innocent. Like, Tom Brady has his skeletons, you know. Everyone oh, absolutely. Does. But I think I think Tom Brady just has a good job uh, or does a better job of throwing it off and being an adult about it. Oh, I'm sure. But Which I'm not saying I think Aaron Rodgers is just being a baby because I don't think he is. I'd be pretty upset if people were saying these things about me, too. But at the same time, I mean, I don't really know how Tom Brady yeah. would respond if people were saying these yeah. things. On Aaron Rodgers' side, he's just he's got to man up and realize that he has his faults, too. That's what it seems yeah. like to me. Well, you know, there was uh, one time I was watching the game, and um, really what it came down to was Aaron Rodgers, in the beginning, when he really started to show out, the coaching staff told him, all right, do your thing, dude. Call plays at the at the line. Do your thing. You know, draw it up. Like that play against the Cowboys in the playoffs a couple years ago when he threw that uh, pass to Jared Cook on the sideline. Oh, side yeah. Aaron Rodgers drew that up in the huddle. Okay, that was all him. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Literally, it was a it was a beautiful play that happened. And so, you know, they're telling him all this time, you know, hey, go and do your own thing. And now we're all getting upset with him because he did that, and Mike McCarthy eventually got mad at him for doing that after telling him for years to do it. You see what I mean? Like, I feel like at the same time, I'd be frustrated too. Well. But see, at the same time, he shouldn't have come back. and Because uh, I, I, like I was going to say, I was watching the game, and a play happened. I can't remember what play it was. Aaron Rodgers, the camera's on him. I don't know if he realized the camera was on him. He goes over to um, Mike McCarthy, and, dude, he's, like, yelling. And I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but it goes (laughs) along something like, that was a stupid effing A play. 
and because he didn't change the play of the line because he went with what McCarthy said. Well, I, I don't and like it's McCarthy's to fault. We lost this. Uh, we almost or uh, I blame McCarthy in 2014 when we lost to the Seahawks. That's 110 percent his fault. Oh, it absolutely is. But I want to just go back for a second. I don't like to overblow like encounters, frustrating encounters between players and coaches. If that makes sense, because yeah. like no, I understand because like. Being a Raiders fan, I can give you a specific example. Last year, they were playing the Cardinals. Derek Carr and John Gruden kind of got into it on the sideline. People tried to make a big deal out of it, and they both came out and just said it was nothing. You know, like they're yeah. just—it's the heat of the moment. They're talking in the game. It's not really that big a deal. You know? Yeah. We'll see the same thing with um, Aaron Rodgers. They were like, "Hey, like I think it was—I uh, want to say it was Greg Jennings that said, um, he, you know, he just bottled it up and he never talked face to face about Mike." Aaron Rodgers comes out the next day. It was like, dude, me and Mike McCarthy had several conversations face to face where I told him I didn't like what was happening and all this kind of stuff. According to Aaron Rodgers, he said it. He yeah. apparently talked to Mike McCarthy in that. Apparently, he went over to Mike McCarthy's house. And I've read this also. Mike McCarthy invited him over to his house. And McCarthy was like challenging him and saying, like, hey, you need to figure things out with your family. And apparently, he was calling him to be more of a man. And Aaron Rodgers didn't like him saying those things. He was like, you know, my, like in better words, Lack of better terms, I guess. Mind your own business. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and and it's like, look, we could talk about this forever, and I oh, I get what really you're could. saying. There's so much, dude. I think we've still got a few more things we want to talk about before we uh, wrap up here. So moving okay, around well, in the NFL a little bit, I assume okay. you've been keeping up with the AB and Juju beef. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I'll try to paint a picture for you. Uh, it starts out with. Someone, uh, it was a Steelers fan, I think, that tweeted a picture to Antonio Brown uh, where Juju was hailed as the team MVP for last year, and Antonio wasn't, yeah. right? And then Antonio yeah. responded saying, like, he's still fumbling away the playoffs and blah, 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 you know, like, just basically calling out Juju, saying that, like, Which it doesn't matter. For. Yeah, and hold on. And then he said, um, and then he said, like, by the way, check your numbers on that. That's what he ended the tweet with. Meaning he's got four team MVPs and Juju just has one. So uh, I will. And then, you know, things continued. And then he posted a picture on Instagram of a DM that Juju sent him back in 2015 when he was still at USC asking for advice. Why he thought that would make him look better and Juju worse, I don't know because it made Juju look better. Because yeah, it's like made Juju, Juju look a lot better. Yeah, because Juju was just innocent on this. But, excuse me. And, you know, like I said, Raiders fan. But. At the same time, I can still say this is like about the dumbest thing he could do. Uh, yeah, like I, I hope he catches a ton of touchdowns. You know, then uh, as long as his play is not affected, I don't really care, man. But this is ridiculous of him to do. I'll say that just to get that out of the way because I don't want you to think I'm trying to defend him on this. Yeah, no, I definitely um, Antonio Brown has changed my opinion of him drastically in the now, past. Now listen, a uh, couple months. I do want to say this, even though I, I said I'm not going to defend him. I just want to say it's the whole it's not innocent until proven guilty in this case because you know Juju probably did nothing but Juju did take a few shots himself none like Antonio's like they were above the belt if that makes sense like what what did he do he posted I don't remember the exact quote on it it was something about like uh, he said uh, are you talking about the Instagram post well the Instagram post I'll get to that in a second that was actually what started it uh but he tweeted something saying like I was happy for this man, and then now he's gonna he's gonna do all this to me or something like that. And I, this was before I think the the post on Twitter because it's like I don't know if you've kept up with it, but Juju and AB unfollowed each other like the day Antonio Brown got traded. I mean, I didn't realize they unfollowed each other, but I knew that um, Juju was talking about how happy he was for Antonio. Yeah, well, I, I do want to uh, the thing that we were talking about on Instagram, Juju again, like an hour after Antonio got traded. He posted a picture on his Instagram saying, I'm ready. And it was a picture of him catching a touchdown against the Raiders last year with Antonio Brown in the background, which, I, you know, I th me and Andrew talked about this. And like, I know that Andrew's just saying, ah, he's just saying, like, I'm ready to take the reins. And I get that. And, but I'm just like, it seems like you're taking a shot with his when you're scoring on his new team with him in the background just a little bit, you know? See, the way I kind of saw it was like maybe I think I don't think you really meant anything by it, but I think maybe, um, maybe he was just like kind of like saying to the fans at this is what I think at worst. Like if he actually did mean something about it, by it, maybe at worst he was like, "Hey, look, I'm in the forefront now. You know, I'm the number one guy. 
And, you know, obviously Antonio Brown's in the back on the picture. He's like, hey, look, I'm the number one guy. I'm ready. I'm ready to take it on. I don't think he really meant it as, like, you know, hey, Antonio Brown sucks. He's a douche. I don't think he meant it like that at all. And, like, yeah, I don't know if they had problems in the locker room or not, but Antonio Brown's not making himself look good at all. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's making himself look like just a complete jerk. But I'm just saying, like, we don't – none of us know. No one except Antonio Brown probably knows what Juju has said to him because you know they've had words about this. You know? I'm sure they have. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely. I'm sure, sure Le'Veon they have. Bell's jumped in there too. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying we don't know what could have transpired between all of them. I'm not saying like forgive Antonio Brown because this was dumb. That's that's all I really have to say about the matter. Yeah, no, I don't know, dude. It's been um, a whole thing, and. Um, I don't like it at all. I don't think really Juju, from what I've seen, like you said, I guess you're innocent until proven guilty, but I think Antonio Brown's all to blame right here. I think Antonio Brown's kind of a baby. And to be honest with you, I think for like what a, I think maybe on the first episode, I was talking about how I was hoping yeah. Antonio would come to the Packers. Dude, I'm so happy he didn't now. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm still, so I'm happy. still over Gosh. the moon that he is on the Raiders. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's the Raiders. They're not like historically, you know, we're the Raiders. We're amazing. Are you like kidding to me? me they would already throw it would already throw off the Packers if you know if no, it, if this no, stuff about on. Aaron Rodgers is true. Hold on. Let me second. finish my statement. Hey. Let me finish my statement. All right, all right. If Aaron Rodgers, if this stuff is true about him having like, which I'm sure it is, part of it is I don't think it's 100 percent true. I don't think him and AB needs to be on in the same locker room because I think AB's bullcrap would piss off Aaron Rodgers. That is a fair point. I'll give you that. They would not mesh well. Uh, I just want to go back. They are a historically great team. They've just sucked for the last 15 years. <laughs> okay. I mean, how many Super Bowls have they won? Three. I think they're like okay, fourth yeah. or fifth all-time in winning percentage. Still. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but... but I don't know. I guess when you just think about the uh, Raiders, you don't really think all-time winning is... Yeah, and I don't, even, I don't even blame you for that. They were like the all-time like leader in winning as teams until like, like 2010 when the Patriots, you know, were catching up. Because the Patriots used to be just like the Raiders for a long time. Oh, yeah. No, well, honestly... The Patriots were never anything, and well, they did lose the Super Bowl in '96 uh, to the Packers, right? Or uh, I want to say it was '96. It might have been '97, '98. It was one of those years. I'd have to go back and check myself. But they lost the Super Bowl to the Packers, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre was the quarterback. And um, you know, to be honest with you, the Patriots were never really anything up to that point, and then they lost the Super Bowl. And then they never got back until Tom Brady got there. And to be honest, they've been a pretty crappy organization until Tom Brady got there. For oh, like, you absolutely. know, give or take a couple years, they've never been an organization anybody cared about. So I've never understood why people act like they're the all-time best franchise when really their franchise is one person. Well, I should say two people. I it, just it's wanna, two people, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I don't blame you for thinking about that about the Raiders because that's what everyone thinks. They're just either the Raiders, they've been bad for so long that they've never been good. But... They do have a history. It's just people, when they think historically Raiders, history only goes back so far in people's minds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. I'm so unle- unless you experience that stuff in the late 70s and the early 80s with John Madden and Tom Flores and all that, but it's like you just you don't think about it at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. So it, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, dude, it— I don't know. I don't really like all these things that have been happening with Antonio Brown. It really rubs me the wrong way. And I think he's making things harder for his teammates, to be honest. Right. So, uh, you got anything oh, else you and, want to talk um, about, man? Well, I just wanted to correct. So, I, it was their 96 champions, but the game happened in 97. So, I was right oh, the first right. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, you know, real quick, we ought to talk about what happened last night. Magic Johnson's oh, right. out. Um, right. He's out in L.A. Jenny Buss, I don't know who she would hire. I think she needs to fire um, the coach, Luke Walton. I think he should be done. I don't really know where she's going to go from here because I think really, to be honest with you, from what I've read and understood, obviously anything can change. More reports can come out. Um, It's really just Magic Johnson didn't like the job. I don't think, you know, a lot of people are going to be quick to be like, oh my gosh, LeBron James pushed another one out. I don't really think that's what it was. I think Magic Johnson just didn't like the job, and I don't think he wanted to tarnish his reputation as a Laker, you know? Well, I'm with you on that. I don't think that's the reason. Although I will say I think he was a terrible GM or president of operations. Well, see, that's probably why he quit. That's probably why he quit. Yeah, 
So, I mean, he didn't want to tarnish his reputation. As much as I don't like the Lakers, this is <coughs> good for them. Yeah. Oh, Maybe they'll yeah, make the yeah, right definitely. move. Like, they got LeBron and won two more games this year than last year. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, to be honest, I think the coaching staff sucks. Oh, they're awful. They're not good. I don't understand why they haven't been fired yet. I think, uh, for, I read the other day that Luke Walton's expecting to be fired. I read that yesterday. He so. should be. I mean. Yeah, he definitely should be. He was great as an assistant coach, and he came in for the head coach, but he came in for the Warriors. You know what I mean? Any, oh, yeah. Like, people, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, any people coach act like he successful. won with the That's what I'm saying. Dude, honestly, I probably could have won as the head coach of the Warriors. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous that people act like he was incredible just because he won in that short stint when uh, Steve Kerr was uh, gone, when he was hurt. Right, right. So, so I don't really understand that at all. Um, I don't know why they hired him. I never thought Luke Walton was going to pan out. But, I mean, I guess it's it's a good thing that Magic got out if he wasn't happy. Um, LeBron apparently was shocked. So, well, I don't know. Time for it's LeBron to take the dude. reins. LeBron's going to yeah. be the first player to also be a GM at the same time. <laughs> no, dude, they'll find somebody. Jenny Buss, <laughs> I, I don't know who she's going to hire. I've seen, um, you know, a lot of people talking about um, maybe Jason Kidd as the head coach, but I don't like John, that, that hire would be, either. That would be a disaster. Yeah, dude, that's like, I mean, that's like hiring Ty Lue. Yeah, for real. That was a dumb hire. Like, yeah, maybe they won the uh, finals, but they... The, that wasn't Ty Lue that won those finals, let's be real. They won the finals because of LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Exactly. Had nothing to do with that coach. Yeah, and I now mean, LeBron would probably disagree with me. He'd be like, "No, no, 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 no. Ty Lue is an incredible coach for us." Okay, well, y'all were garbage when you left. So, or the Cavs were garbage when you left. Yeah, but also, think about Jason Kidd with those rumors swirling. Jason Kidd was I the, the I mean, he was the head coach of the Bucks, and as soon as he left or got fired, look at the Bucks now. They have exactly. the best record. Yeah, in the they're NBA. the number one seed. Yeah, they're the number one seed, and they're they're probably going to make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, they might make it to the entire finals. They're that good. I mean, I don't think they will, but they definitely could. But we'll, yeah. that'll be another episode, I guess, because right. playoffs haven't started just yet. Right. But I don't know. I guess overall, um, dude, it's been such a busy week in sports. And this is definitely going to be one of our longer episodes, but I think we fit in a lot of things in a good amount of time. Right, right. I don't think we drug, that out, drug it out for too long. Uh, you know, I thought it, I thought it went pretty well. We'll yeah. try to keep it a little bit shorter next week, but dude, it's just when we have so much stuff, we just we got to talk about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, you can follow us on Instagram at Couch Takes or on Twitter at Couch underscore Takes. Andrew? Yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening. I don't think you guys realize um, how much it means to us, like when you DM us or something like that and tell us you enjoy the show. I was stopped earlier today by a guy I met um, in a class like three semesters ago, and he stopped me. He's like, hey, dude, I listen to your podcast, and I love it. He's like, I think it's great. So I don't think you guys realize how much that means to us. So, um, you know, keep it up if you like it. Thank you so much for listening, and um, have a great week. We'll see you next week, and God bless. All right, see you all.